Hey, listener, you found Resume Bootcamp, Vertforce's course to help you get your resume in fighting shape for the virtual job market. This is our first episode. You can follow these in order that they're meant to be listened to. In this episode, we are laying a strong foundation. As a candidate, you are not singularly defined by your resume. Your hiring manager gets to know you through your cover letter, resume, LinkedIn, and interview. It's our goal at Vertforce to empower you to show up as your best self in each of these areas. In Resume Bootcamp, we will walk you through the entire process of producing a stellar resume and cover letter from creating your personal templates to highlighting your experience in the best way to saving and sending application materials that are sure to get you hashtag hired. Why are we doing this? We see so many members of the Vertforce community, the virtual workforce, looking for help for that stellar resume. We don't believe in you having someone else write your resume for you. We want to teach you the skills and strategies you need to create your own resume so that you have the skill now and you have the skill for the rest of your professional career. Like I said, this is our first episode. We're diving into the foundations. That includes resume real estate, ideal length, format, and content. So buckle up, we're starting right now. You're listening to Resume Bootcamp by Vertforce, a mini-series designed to help you get your resume in fighting shape for the virtual job market. Here's your host, Kimber Hill. Welcome back to our Resume Bootcamp series, where we help you get your resume in fighting shape for the virtual job market. In this installment of Resume Bootcamp, we are discussing resume real estate, format, and content. As a reminder, this podcast series comes with a subscription-based online camp and a private group. In camp, you will find each lesson reviewed in-depth with visible examples, including resume templates, worksheets, and so many other artifacts you need. In our private group, you get access to an exclusive community of other virtual employees fine-tuning their resumes for the remote job market. Get support and participate in live resume critiques whenever you need it. You can subscribe to Resume Bootcamp at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. That's bit.ly slash VF hyphen BC. We hope you'll join us. For now, let's explore resume real estate, format, and content. The first thing I want to chat with you about is the ideal length of your resume. And truthfully, dear listener, you have probably heard this before. The ideal length of your resume is one page. Yes, I said it. I took a firm stance on this and I am encouraging you to embrace it. That's one eight and a half by 11 page sheet of paper. 
when we talk about this eight and a half by 11 page sheet and we discuss square inches of what happens on that page, we're talking about the real estate of your resume, the visual real estate on that piece of paper. Have you ever heard the old saying, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter? I've heard it said more recently, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter email. And that saying is so true. It's this joke or a play on the concept of if you really sat down and worked on something, you could make it more user-friendly, more reader-friendly. You could say more with less. If you think about it, it can be harder to say more with less. But the point is to reduce redundancy and communicate your skills and experience in a concise way. Why? Why is that important? Because you've got about 10 seconds to capture the hiring manager's attention before they're going to push your resume aside and move on to the next one. If you've turned over a resume that's multiple pages long and there are jumbled paragraphs or the information is not visually organized in a way that is pleasing to the hiring manager, you just blew your shot. You just lost your chance at that position. So you might be asking yourself one of two things. Maybe one is, I don't think I have enough information to fill a full one-page resume. And the other thing, which I think most of us are probably dealing with, is how could I possibly fit everything I've done into one page? Don't worry, I have five easy steps that will get you through this. All of these steps are detailed in full in camp. If you are subscribing to Resume Bootcamp, you have each of these detailed in full along with examples. But let's walk through them together now. Number one, sculpt your resume to only contain relevant work experience. So what does that mean, only relevant work experience? It means do not include your full work history. I cannot tell you how many resumes I've received that are in excess of two pages because the candidate has listed every position they've ever had. Most of the time when I ask the candidate why they chose this option, They indicate they never knew they could do it any other way. So your first step is to just ask yourself which of your previous positions are actually relevant to the role you're applying for. Which of those positions has relevant responsibilities and applicable skills? And make sure those positions make the cut. You may believe that you're not providing enough work experience and that perhaps this approach makes you look less experienced, but it's the opposite. You're providing exactly what the hiring manager needs to know about you to consider you for this role instead of bombarding them with a plethora of information that I promise you they're not going to take the time to read. If you think that you look 
less accomplished on paper when you take this approach, you can always add a very small phrase in the footer of your resume that says additional work experience available upon request. Yes, there are certain cases where you do not want to take this approach. If you are a doctor or a lawyer, you're going to be asked for a CV or a curriculum vitae, in which case you are required to list every job you've ever had. But those are very special cases. Strategy number two, remove your references. I very consistently see resumes extending two pages with just a little bit of job data on page two, but the professional references are taking up a lot of room on page two. The reality of this situation is a hiring manager does not immediately care about your references. You need to make it through your interview before the hiring manager is going to take a second look at those. Unless your reference is some big name celebrity in the field that you're applying for, I wouldn't include this in your resume. This is also something that you can assume the hiring manager will ask for if they need it, or you can bring to your interview, or you can also include it in the footer of your resume, which would say references available upon request. Tip number three, extend your margins. We have a beautiful example of this in Resume Bootcamp in our online camp. You really need to see this to understand. But the default margins in Pages and in Word, which is where you're typically going to be writing your resume, only allow you to have 138 characters per line. That's text, characters, and spaces. If you extend your margins a half an inch, both on the left side and on the right side, you can maximize your character density per line to 160 characters. Okay, that is a lot more data that you can fit into one line. And you absolutely can do this and make it look great. The templates that we provide to you in Resume Bootcamp are already set up with extended margins and are formatted for you to work in that space. On the other hand, if you're someone who has a shorter resume and you're trying to fill up a full page and it can be difficult, do not extend your margins. We will get to that later in our training. Tip number four maximize the real estate of one line. So we talk about with your margins, you have 160 characters with extended margins. So your rule of thumb, if you're going to write 160 characters, keep it to 160 and do not exceed 160. If you exceed 160, and for example, you find yourself with 165 characters, now you're taking up two lines. And on that second line, you're only using five characters. Is that smart? It is not. When we're talking about real estate, you've just lost 155 characters from the succeeding line if you do that. 
So what you should think about is if you absolutely have to use 165 characters, try to pull the data from the following bullet back up into that first bullet so that you don't leave 155 characters just sitting on the table. And if that's not an option for you, or if you want to take a different approach, try not to use 165 characters. Look at your sentence and ask yourself, are there any words here that I can do without, that I can make less redundant? Tip number five is to drop your font size. You do not have to write in Times New Roman 12 for your resume. I think a lot of us learn that in grammar school, that we should always write in size 12 font. But for resumes, we can bend the rules a little bit here. As long as you're writing in a standard font like Arial or Times New Roman, it is perfectly okay for you to drop your font from 12 down to 11, down to even 10. I personally would never go any lower than 10 because it just becomes hard to read at that point but you can absolutely do this. All right, we actually have a sixth tip, but I'm going to keep this one a secret just for our resume bootcamp subscribers. So for those of you who are subscribing to resume bootcamp, if you pop this lesson open in camp, you will see tip number six, which is exclusive to you. And it's actually my favorite tip to reducing the length of your resume and fitting everything to one page. You're also going to see some incredible examples of resumes fitted to one page and some before and afters. When we return, we will dive into resume format. All right. This concludes this lesson of Resume Bootcamp. Remember, if you'd like to subscribe to camp to get instant access to all the resources mentioned in this episode, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash VF hyphen BC. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vert Force podcast is the intellectual property of Vert Force LLC.